Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Reconciling Grace. This is Pete Becky, one of the associate pastors at West Carrollton Church of the Nazarene, and on our panel today, as we are going to discuss something having to do with the Bible, I'll share that in just a little bit, um, I'm going to have Vicki Cundiff with us. Vicki is one of the associate pastors at Countryside Church of the Nazarene in Lebanon, Ohio. We also have with us Mick Wells. Mick is a co-host of the Cross Connection radio program. He has also been part of the Wells of Salvation ministry since 1980. And 1980 is the year that our other panelist, Steve Wilson, was born. So Steve has uh, been around about as long as Mick has been part of Wells of Salvation Ministries. Steve is a Christian author with a Master's of Divinity from United Theological Seminary in Dayton. And Steve is going to kind of lead the uh, discussion today on the question of Christian devotions. In fact, this is one of the ongoing topics of do Christians need to dot, dot, dot. And the question today that Steve is going to lead us with is do Christians need to do devotions? Is that about the way that you want to put it, Steve? That's it. Well, why don't you go ahead and start uh, (laughs) leading things then, and we'll we'll go from there. All right, so... Again, yeah, the series is about um, kind of challenging some ideas of, of American Christianity. We all kind of have this idea of this is what Christians are supposed to do. And uh, I kind of want to take a closer look at that. So we're talking about doing our devotions today. That's something that uh, American Christians know what that is when we talk about doing devotions. Uh, they probably talk about reading their Bible, uh, spending some time in prayer. I want to start by asking, how do you all, if you do them, do your devotions? Pete, what about you? Well, I've had a number of different ways that I do devotions um, throughout my many years of, of being a Christian. I think when I was a younger child, I didn't know much about devotions. I didn't have um, much background, much um, instruction in Christianity. Nobody ever told me I was supposed to do this, just like nobody ever told me I was supposed to remember the date that I asked Jesus into my heart. But from the time I was a sophomore in college and I gave my whole life to Christ in uh, 1980, that's an interesting year, isn't it? 1980. Um, I tried many different things. Again, a lot of it, Steve, was because of what you said. This is what you're supposed to do. I mean, I remember doing things like scheduling in my college schedule um, this block of time every day to do devotions. And I can still remember going up onto the roof of my fraternity house because that was one of the quietest places that I could go and just spending time with the Lord, reading the Bible and, and praying. And after a while, I found that sometimes scheduling it didn't work out so well uh, when it came to praying. I started really understanding the idea of prayer that I need to be in an attitude of prayer my entire life, my entire day, and if I don't have a specific time that I go to God every day at the same time, maybe that's okay. And over the years, things have kind of evolved and changed, and right now, I would say that 
my devotional time um, includes, for the most part, uh, generally first thing after I get up in the morning, just a short time of, of reading some scripture, of praying through a devotional guide that I have that's a different uh, a different set of things each day of the week for a couple of weeks. I go through these where, where it talks about uh, a little bit of idea of glorifying God and, and, and confessing and then reading these scriptures. And I kind of do that uh, pretty much every morning. Okay. Uh, Vicki, do you do devotions? And if so, how do you do them? Well, I prefer the morning, maybe because I'm better awake for them. <laughs> Sometimes at night you can get sleepy while you're trying to do them, though it doesn't matter what time of day that any person chooses to do them. Um, my Sometimes I'll, you know, go through books of the Bible, you know, as far as, you know, taking sections of that, you know, as I'm doing it. But um, sometimes I'm using a devotional or uh, other times I'm going through um, maybe a class of Bible study where uh, writers like Beth Moore and Priscilla Schreier, and they have these uh, five days, I guess you want to say, five days where you can go into your homework, so to speak. And that's really good and look up the scriptures for that. But basically I prefer the morning. Uh, but like Pete said, you can talk to God any time of the day. I can pray and read at work. You can read, you know, I uh, listen to it uh, in my uh, earbud, you know, if I want to mm-hmm. read the Word that way. But uh, basically, it's preferably it's the morning. Okay. Mick, what about you? Well, I must confess that it, uh, this isn't my strong suit. Um, I am probably one of the most undisciplined people uh, on the planet. Um I'm another one of those that doesn't particularly enjoy reading, and I don't, I can't pick up a book. I pro, on two hands, I can probably tell you the number of books I've read in my entire life. Having said that, I still uh, am oriented toward researching topics and issues. Um, I did ask for Christmas uh, something special to try to get me motivated in this area. And I asked for a Bible with big print, super giant print. And I think this is uh, size 13 or 14 print in my Bible where without any commentary or anything, I was just going to read it and let the Bible speak to me. And that's helped me somewhat. But in terms of, of uh, discipline, I will say that I read the Bible right before I go to bed. And I can relate to what Vicki said. I'm often very sleepy. Um, it's hard for me to do much of anything in the morning. Uh, I used to go to, to work uh, by 8 o'clock, uh, which means I got up around 6.30, but I woke up around noon even so. But uh, it, it's, uh, it's a challenge for me to be disciplined, but there are a lot of benefits to discipline, so I'm going to try to pick up on the good habits that you folks uh, tell us about here. Okay. So uh, personally, I have done devotions. Um, I don't find myself doing them right now. Uh, A lot of that is because in my writing, I'm constantly in the Word. I'm always researching. I'm uh, I'm writing devotionals myself. And so I kind of feel that takes the place of doing my own devotions. Now, when I do do devotions, uh, if I'm on a break from a project and you know, I feel like I've been away from the Word for a while, I will uh, do a, a modified version of something called Lectio Divina. Uh, Lectio Divina is Latin for sacred reading, 
And it's basically uh, reading a, a passage of Scripture in a couple of different ways, looking at it from a, from a few different perspectives. Uh, first, I would read it uh, for general understanding. Okay, let me re-familiarize myself with this story or with this uh, section of a letter or whatever it is. And then I would go back through it and say, okay, let me think about what questions I have about this passage. Uh, what things do I not really understand? What words kind of jump out at me as, um, you know, maybe kind of strange in that context? So I'll go through and read it that way, looking for questions, write those questions down. Those are the things that I'm going to look into later. Uh, third, I would read it um, and try and put myself in the shoes of each of the people in the story, um, from, from God who is speaking to the writer who, who is writing down those words, to the people who are hearing it, to, to any uh, characters, real-life characters uh, taking part in that story put myself in their shoes and see uh, kind of what they're seeing in that passage. So that's kind of uh, some different ways to do devotions. Um, next, I want to ask, what are the benefits of doing devotions? Why do you all uh, take that time? Or, or Mick, why are you motivated to, to uh, start taking that time on a more regular basis? I'm going to go back to Mick first. Yeah, well, I, I mentioned this in earlier programs that... Uh, I want to know the heart of God. I want to know what he is telling me in the Bible. I want to know what he has to say in terms of instruction and promise and uh, what he has for, for Christians. I want that, and I want the relationship. Uh, I am motivated by uh, wanting to live my life the way he wants me to live it, and devotions will draw me closer um, and, uh, again, I need to have a, a discipline in following up on that motivation. Okay. Vicki? Well, you can't build a relationship with someone that you don't know, and it takes spending time with them. And so devotions is a way to do that. And as we all was kind of said earlier, we can talk to God at any time of the day, but it's good to have that uh, particular time. Uh, that we're going to hear from him. And when we read the word, that is him speaking to us. And so, uh, and listening, you know, uh, as well as, you know, we don't just do all the talking, but listening. But I just think it's about building a relationship. Okay. Pete? It's an interesting question. Um, the question, again, is why do I do it? Yeah, um, what, what do you get out of it? What are you looking for? Well, what I'm looking for is, you know, I, I hope that God will speak to me. Um, I hope that uh, I will be reminded daily of his presence. Some of the reasons why I do it now in the mornings um, rather than any other time of the day is not necessarily because morning is better. I am I am like Mick. I wake up around noon, even though I get up from bed around six or seven usually. Um, but I do this because I know that if I don't do it now, I might never get to it later in the day. Um, I went through a lot of time where I didn't do that. What do I hope to get out of it is, honestly, I hope to continue to keep my ministerial credentials where they say they expect you to um, have prayer time and, and <laughs> devotions. Um, but honestly, I do hope that, you know, I will, I will be able to hear the voice of God. I will be able to 
uh, be reminded daily of his presence in my life. And, and during times in my life, there have been seasons when I have not done this regularly, kind of like what you said, Steve, where, where I was in the word a whole lot, whether it was preparing sermons or, or whatever, in your case, you were writing, um, where I was educating myself. I was, I was, you know, into the word probably even more then than I am now where I'm not uh, preparing sermons all the time. So I, I do hope to get to the heart of God, I guess is the way that, that uh, Mick put it. And uh, other reasons is because it's expected of me. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I want to know who God is. I want to know his character. I want to know his personality. Um, but maybe even, um, I guess, kind of tied to that. I have a real respect for Scripture. Um, Christians say that, that Scripture is perspicuous. There's a, another big word for our listeners there. Perspicuous um, means that anyone can understand it. Anyone can, can read the Bible and understand it on a certain level. But no matter how many times you read it, you can never understand it fully because there's always something there to learn. And, uh, and that's what I love about Scripture is every time I go to it, every time I go to uh, a passage, there's something different that I can learn. There's a new insight. There, there's something new that, that God wants to show me. And that's what really excites me in my faith is just learning the, those new things. You know what I keep learning is that this commercial break sneaks up on us. <laughs> so uh, I think it's time for us to take this quick commercial break, and then Steve will let you continue with uh, the next part of today's episode of Reconciling Grace. All right. We're back with Reconciling Grace, and we are asking the question today, do Christians need to do devotions? Steve Wilson is leading the discussion, so Steve, I'll just throw it right back to you. Okay, so we've talked about some different ways that we can do devotions. We've talked about the benefits and, and some things that we want to get out of it. Um, I want to read a scripture here. It's from Psalm 119, verse 1, uh, sorry, verse 11 and following. Says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. I will not neglect your word. But what about those Christians who maybe like Mick, just really do not like reading. Maybe they sit down and they and they try to read the Bible and they just don't get anything out of it. Uh, it's not meaningful to them. Do Christians need to do devotions in that way? What do you all think? Well, I'd like to answer that really quickly and maybe let Mick do this in a minute because I want to just point out that, Mick, you're not alone. I have talked to people, even as a pastor, uh, people have come to me and just said, I try to read this, and it just does not, I can't comprehend. I'm not a good reading comprehension person, and I realize that it's not just the Bible, but sometimes there are people who just don't have great comprehension skills when it comes to reading. So, Mick, I'm sorry, you probably want to say something after that. Well, I've struggled with the idea of reading, and it's not just on spiritual matters. It's, it's just how, I'll say that's how God made me. I just don't. 
I, I collect information, I think, rings around things, I listen to things, and um, where do I get uh, the connection with the scriptures? Well, I, I do read small portions, but I'm more topic and issue-oriented. Um, I need to um, discipline myself in this area, but how do, I, how do I make connections to the scriptures in terms of devotions? I have a book at home that uh, has 365, one for each day, history of the Christian church, and then it'll close out with some connection to scripture, having cited some uh, event from Christian history. Uh, that helps. I will sometimes read the, uh, what is it, the daily bread type devotions. Um, I'll read articles. Um, I do kind of a hit and miss. I listen to uh, Christian radio, and um, while I'm driving down the highway, I make those kinds of, of connections. But it occurs to me that when the Bible talks about the Word, the Word can be the written Word, which I struggle with, and spoken Word, which is the written Word just read, and I, I would uh, listen to it. So that's kind of how I... I work with it with that kind of uh, dispositional handicap, may I say, of uh, not really enjoying uh, reading. One last thing, I've tried to read the Bible cover to cover multiple times. I get bogged down in Job, and I get undisciplined in my devotions <laughs> when I try to do that. So, uh, this does that is, make you want to curse God and die? This is confession time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though. I recognize that reading through Job, a lot of the times the information I'm reading was from Job's so-called friends, and I don't necessarily take it to the bank. Right. You right. know, and I'm thinking, well, why should I invest my time reading this? But, uh, you know, that's that's just me. I think something that has helped me, I know we're talking about a particular subject, and but whatever that it is that I procrastinate on, something that I know I should be doing, then I go to God and, you know, when I remember to do this, I go to God and ask him to change me, to change my desires and to change my want to. And in this case, I think that that could be a time of, God, help me to hunger and thirst for your word, like the scripture says, help me to be able to read, because I really don't like to read, you know, or something like that. I don't feel that way, but I'm just saying anybody that would. You know, Pete, you mentioned that a lot of people feel that way. Um, but another thing is uh, listening to it. You know, I kind of alluded to that earlier. Uh, there's times when I uh, am at work and I can have quiet time. You know, I've got the Bible uh, app on my phone and, and I can listen to that. You know, if I know I'm going to be preaching about something or if I just want to listen to something, then I can listen to it. So there's also the audio way to go. You're in your car uh, and that way you're being fed the word. Uh, I just think uh, reading the Bible is just so important because it is God speaking to us. And when you read it, you know the, the whole truth of the Word of God. Um, but, but again, you know, I'm, I'm, I need that in so many different areas that comes up sometimes where I have to just, God, pray to give me the desire. Of course, the worst thing for me is exercise, but that's not the topic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you said is really great there, Vicki. Um, but at the same time, I'm thinking as you were talking about our whole concept here of reconciling grace and the whole idea of do Christians need to? Because Steve, as you said, you're kind of I don't want I don't remember if you used the word challenge the yeah. American way of thinking. Um, 
I always like to think in a historical way. My mind thinks about history. I, I, I've taken these these strengths finders tests and things like that. And one of the things for me is context, and that is a lot of things in my mind. I think of how did we end up getting to this place where we are, and how do I use that information to see how we should move forward? And so I'm always thinking history, and I think about, say, for instance, the the uh, 30-year-old woman in present-day Croatia who lived there in the year 623 AD when there wasn't a lot of written word for her to uh, take and do devotions and things like that. How did God talk to that person? Right. Um, there are so many different ways. I think, Mick, you mentioned the idea of God's written word. Um, don't forget that the word logos in, in Greek also refers to the word Jesus. So, um, you know, I, I, I want God's word in my heart. I want Jesus in my heart, too. Um, we can use that word logos in many different ways. Um, but we have, as Steve alluded to at the beginning, Americanized, culturalized ways of doing things like this. And um, some people have different learning styles. Um, some people learn a lot more from reading. Some people learn a lot more from listening. Uh, some people learn a lot more from doing. Uh, there's so many different ways to do it. So I'm hoping I'm not getting on our rabbit trails that we so often no, get onto here. That, that's exactly uh, where I wanted to go, actually. For so many years, many Christians couldn't read, as you said. And the only way that they would get the word is from going to church on Sunday, uh, from going to, to different kind of uh church meetings is where they would get the word. Um, and uh, like we've been saying, there, there are a lot of different ways to connect to God, not just reading. Um, there's a book by uh, Gary Thomas called Sacred Pathways, and it, and it talks about all the different personalities that people have and, and ways of connecting to God, such as uh, spending time in nature. And uh, I was talking to, to one person, one of my dad's friends, He's not a Christian, but he kind of wants to be. You can tell that he wants to be because he, he's, always, he's always talking to me uh, every time I see him and asking me questions. And uh, one of his hang-ups is, I just don't feel comfortable, you know, sitting down and reading the Bible. And I said to him, I said, well, I don't feel comfortable in math class. You know, does that, does that make me a bad person? No, it just means I have a different personality. And for you... Maybe reading the Bible is not the way you're going to connect to God, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a relationship with God because God is, you know, God is huge and God made us all to be different. And, uh, and you can find your own way to connect with God. So I wonder if, if some of you have some ideas or have heard of people uh, connecting to God in, in kind of non-traditional ways. I wasn't thinking along those lines as much as, and I hope again, another rabbit trail. Um, I'm wondering how often, especially new Christians, get the impression that they're not good enough Christians because they don't do it in the traditional ways. Now, you talk about nature and stuff. Oh, I love being outside. I think some of my best times are quiet times outside. I may not be reading the Bible, I may not be praying, but I may just be looking at the stars at night on a nice, it's got to be a warm day, it can't be a cold night, because I, I hate cold, um, or I might be 
some of my favorite times have been sitting um, at the Gulf of Mexico when we get a week-long vacation and I'm just able to sit and watch the Gulf of Mexico waves. Or I've even been on the Atlantic Coast side where I see the waves just rolling in and God's mighty power. Those kind of things just speak to me and I can sense God in those things even though I'm not sitting down doing my devotions. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, for me, listening to Christian music is a, a huge influence on my life. Uh, I don't think I would be a Christian today if it weren't for uh, me connecting to some, some Christian artists as a teenager. Uh, I'll, I'll date myself here. I know I'm the youngest of the group, uh, but Petra is, uh, I mean... They had that was, some great songs. That was fantastic. And, and I would listen to those songs over and over again you know, on my Sony Walkman with my cassette, uh, and just, I mean, I would be fed by that. You know, they, they taught me the faith. Now, that doesn't mean that, okay, Petra is scripture, right? And, and that doesn't mean that my own thoughts going outside and looking at nature is, you know, on a par with scripture. But it can help me connect with God, and then if I, you know, if I go to church and I hear the word, or if I do my own reading in scripture, I kind of say, okay, let me align what these Christian artists are saying with Scripture or, or with the teaching that I hear in church. You know, kind of balance that out, check myself. Um, and kind of the same thing, uh, I've heard of people who really connect with art. So if they, uh, if they, if they see a, a painting or, or a work of art, um, it'll speak to them. It'll... it'll uh, it'll speak to them louder than the scripture that that painting is portraying, you know, because they'll visualize it. Or we have a lot of uh, Christian movies out now, and Christian movies can be a way for people to say, ah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I hope is that I hope that people are listening to these Reconciling Grace programs and being able to connect more with God. I mean, that was part of the dream that I had when I was talking about setting up these programs is that hopefully people will listen to what we're able to say. And not that we're perfect by any means, but that maybe they'll have a new avenue to be able to get closer to God. You know, I think that um, as far as the subject of whether or not reading the Bible, you know, I have a friend, this just was coming to my mind. I have a friend that had told me that, I don't know, she'd been a Christian maybe 25 years, something like that. And she said that, you know, I never really read the Bible that much. Uh, faithful going to church, very active in church, love Christian music, all these things, and, you know, good Christian person. But she decided that she was going to have that personal time. She was going to take that time. For her, it was in the morning. She took that personal time, and she just started coming alive and hungering after the Word and knowing so much more about it and is passionate about it and praying the Scriptures. God has shown her the journaling aspect of it and praying the Scriptures. Now, important when you go to the Word that you can take the prayers out of the Word and pray them for yourself and pray them for other people. So I think it's got so much value in it. And, you know, for anybody that uh, can't, uh, uh, doesn't like to read the Old Testament, then then I just suggest read the New. And I know we're running out of time, so I'll just stop right there for that. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. I think that that's a great point because um, what you're describing in a way is somebody growing in their faith, growing in their maturity 
in the word and not saying that everybody is going to do it that same way, for instance, journaling or or whatever, but getting into the word, however it might be, whether it be through reading, whether it be through journaling, whether it be through listening through your earbuds, as you talked about, mm-hmm. Christian music, Christian radio, uh, television programs, movies, there are so many great ways to do it. So in about five seconds, Steve, do Christians need to do devotions? No. Okay. Well, at the same time, are they... At the same time, it can be very beneficial, and uh, I would encourage people to find some way to connect with God. Exactly, and I think that's about what I was going to say, too. We are about out of time, so Steve Wilson, thank you for your insights today. Mick Wells, Vicki Cundiff, this is Pete Vecchi. Glad to be with you again today for Reconciling Grace. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. This has been Reconciling Grace. Join us again next time as our panel discusses biblical truths centered around the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ.